All right. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good to see you. It's okay to say Happy New Year on January 9th. Like, what's the date that you can't say that anymore? The whole month of January, can we just agree with that? All right. I don't, I don't think you have an opinion. Good to be with you. Welcome. Welcome to church. I'm Pastor Brady. It's my wife, Pam. We've been married 32 years, and uh, she's been my girlfriend for 35. We've been married 32. And this week's a big week at New Life. I don't know if you know that or not. It's a big week here. Because I turned 55 on Tuesday. That's, that's a big time. <laughs> yeah, it's my first speed limit birthday. I like that. You'll get that at some point. You'll think about it. Anyway, so it's so good to have you. This is Vision Sunday. And this is a time in our church calendar where we take a break, take one Sunday. And we uh, really, I'm bringing a report to you. I'm here to report back to you the things that God's been speaking to us as elders and leaders and pastors and all of us collectively have been in prayer meetings these last several weeks and months. And God has really spoken to us and given us some direction and given us some insight. And I wanna, I'm very eager to share it with you this morning because it's good news, it's good stuff. Before I do that though, next Sunday, we're going to start a six month sermon series. I don't think we've ever done that before. And the topic is pretty fascinating. We're gonna take six months and talk about God. <laughs> Pretty good, right? I know you're stunned and shocked that you would come to church and hear about God. Let me explain in a little more detail. So <laughs> starting next Sunday, we're going to take about six or seven weeks, and I'm going to show you what the Bible says about God the Father. And then we're going to take about six or seven weeks all the way up until Easter Sunday, and we're going to talk about the person of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Who, what, who was he? Who is he? And what is he saying to us today? And then from Easter Sunday all the way to Pentecost Sunday, we're going to take about six or seven weeks there and talk about the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna talk about, talk about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the next six months, four, five, six months, as long as it takes, as long as we want, okay? It's, and so I'm telling you that for a reason. You have probably family, friends, maybe one of your children, maybe a neighbor, someone you work with, who is hungry, they're spiritually thirsty, Maybe they're asking you the questions about who is God? What is he saying? What is God like? Why do I need to know God? These next six months, I want to encourage you uh, to bring your family and friends to church. Uh, Pastor Daniel's gonna preach some of these messages. Pastor Glenn, I'll be preaching a lot of these messages. But we, we are believing for thousands of people to come to Christ. Last year, we had over 500 baptisms at New Life Church, and this year, I'm believing for thousands. I'm just gonna say that out loud. I really do think the harvest is ripe. I think people are hungry spiritually more than I've ever seen before in my life. People are hungry. And if you will invite them, I'm going to tell them about God if you'll get them in the seat next to you, okay? You got that, is that a good deal? All right, thank you for four of you being excited about that. Love the great enthusiasm I'm feeling. So Vision Sunday, I want you to turn to Psalm 127. Psalm 127 is one of the Psalms, uh, songs of ascent. It would be a psalm that the people of God, Israel and Israel, they would have read this, prayed this, spoken this as they were on their way to the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. They were headed there for Passover, headed there for worship. And this is one of the psalms that would have prepared their heart for their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. I love these songs of ascent. But I particularly like this one because it talks about the activity of God. I don't know if you know this or not, but God really loves the people of El Paso County. God's fascinated, he is pursuing, 
every single human being in our county. There is value and worth in every human person that resides in our sphere of influence. Would you say amen to that? So if, if that's true that God loves the people of El Paso County, then it's also true that God's actively doing something in El Paso County. God's up to something. God's doing something. And it's our responsibility to pay attention to what God is doing. So let me read Psalm 127. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. So here's what's happening. I wanna share with you for a few minutes what God has built here at New Life Church. The question I asked as I was praying for this week is, what has God built? I don't know if you know this, but we're 37 years old as a church. We started in 1985, this is 2022, so we're 37 years old as a church. And so I'm the second pastor in the 37 year history of the church. And so God started this place. The year I was graduating from high school, God started New Life Church. And so all this time, God's been doing something in this church and in this city. God loves this place. So what has God built here at New Life? Our responsibility is to pay attention to that activity, what's God doing? What's his activity among us? And so a few years ago, we were in a prayer meeting together. We were praying and asking the Lord that very question. And, and we, this, this is the phrase that came out of our conversation and out of our intercession and out of our prayer. In fact, it's written on the wall in our offices. So every day when I walk in to the offices here, that big banner is written across. It says, we're in the city for the sake of the city. Let me explain this for you. I believe every city needs churches that are flourishing. I just did an interview with a local TV station in between services and he was asking me, he said, are you concerned that more and more people are no longer affiliated with organized religion? I said, no, I'm not because I believe the churches that stay true to their mission are going to flourish. I believe churches that make Jesus the center of their worship and the center of their preaching. I believe churches that stay true to the scriptures are going to always flourish. And I said to him, listen, the church has been around for 2000 years. I think it's going to survive 2022. I think it's going to be okay. Our responsibility is to stay focused, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And then I have no concerns at going forward. My concern is that we get distracted or we get discouraged and we get our eyes off the mission. So I believe God places church, churches like New Life in cities so that the city can be blessed. Now, I, I believe there are many, many great churches in Colorado Springs. I'm, I'm friends with most of the pastors here in town. I can tell you with great evidence, New Life Church is not the only place in town that's being blessed. There's lots of great churches, lots of great leaders, and I am so thankful to be arm to arm, side by side with other shepherds of the faith here in, in town, and they're doing tremendous work. But I believe all of us are placed in the city to be a witness, to be ambassadors, to be carriers of good news, carriers of grace for the city. I believe we're here to help the city flourish and to find Jesus. So what's God doing right now? What's he up to? So the elders and I, uh, got, we got away for an all day retreat not long ago and we were just sitting in a room asking the Lord. We were just taking our time praying and asking the Lord what he's saying to us as a church. 
And so I'm gonna share a few things today that came out of that meeting and, and help you see what God's doing. So if you, as I said, 37 years ago, New Life Church started as a praying church. In fact, New Life Church has always been a praying church. And let me explain that. Every church prays, but not every church is a praying church. And I believe in our fabric, in our core DNA at New Life Church, we are a praying church. We have the World Prayer Center that was built in the late 1990s, just right, right across the parking lot here. And that place was consecrated and dedicated as a place to pray for all the nations. You may walk in today and go, what's the deal with all the flags? In fact, I think we have more Islamic symbols in here than Christian symbols because of all the flags. People ask me all the time, why do you have all these flags? It's to remind us that this church for 37 years has been called to pray for what God is doing in every one of these nations. It's actually my desire that when you walk in here on Sundays or Wednesday night or whenever you come in, that the Lord would grip your heart, that one of these countries would just fascinate you and you begin to intercede and pray for that very country. I do that often. I will walk around, I'll look at these rooms. I'll be in, I just came back from Costa Rica. I'll be in Guatemala soon. I'm looking at all these places that I'm praying for what God's doing in those nations. And I believe God's calling us back to a focus and intentional prayer. In fact, starting this week, we'll have eight prayer meetings per week at the World Prayer Center, starting tomorrow morning at 7.30. And so Monday through Thursday, every day, 7.30 in the morning, and at 12 noon in the World Prayer Center, for an hour, we're going to pray eight times a week. And we don't know exactly what's gonna happen in those prayer meetings. We're gonna walk in asking the Holy Spirit to lead those meetings. I think it's gonna be a lot of spontaneity. I think there's gonna be a lot of uh, powerful prophetic words come out of those prayer meetings. Here's what I'm asking. I'm asking you to come to a prayer meeting. Pick out one of them, and to the best of your ability, at, and I'll, it's gonna require some sacrifice on your schedule. It's gonna require you to say no to something so you can do this thing. And I want you to come, and there's something powerful about gathering together with the body of Christ and interceding and praying. In fact, all of the miracles that you read about in the book of Acts. And I've had people come to me recently and say, Pastor Brady, I just wanna be like the church in the book of Acts. I said, well, listen, they were pretty messy, quite honestly. Because if you, starting in 1 Corinthians, right after the book of Acts, all those letters from Paul was him cleaning up messes from people, correcting them, rebuking them, discipling them. So don't get in your mind that they were these perfect, romantic, spiritual people. They were just like you and I, they were messy. But the one thing they did do is they did not forsake the assembling of themselves to pray. And New Life Church, if you want to know God better, if you want God to do something remarkable in your life, I want you to come to these prayer meetings. Pick one out be, and come when it's cold, come when it's snowing, but more importantly, come when the weather is perfect. I've noticed that you don't attend when the weather is perfect here. So when it's beautiful outside, when there are a hundred different things you could do come to the prayer meeting for one hour a day, one hour a week. So I'm asking you to be a part of that at the World Prayer Center. Now, this happened because a couple of years ago, Pete Gregg, a lot of you know Pete Gregg, Pete, he has a, a fantastic story. Uh, about 25 years ago on a, on a prayer journey, a prayer walk, the Lord spoke to him that he was supposed to start prayer rooms. And he said, if you'll do this, I'll spread this all over the world. Well, as of today, 24-7 prayer rooms are in like 100, 115 countries. 
they, and they pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week in over 100 countries around the earth. That's Pete Gregg, he's our friend. So a couple of years ago, he came to Daniel and I, we were having a conversation with him. He said, Pastor Brady, we have prayer rooms all over North America. They're everywhere. But I don't have a central church. I don't have a central hub where I can gather all those prayer leaders and teach them and train them and instruct them. And I believe New Life Church is supposed to be that, that North American hub, the church where I can gather all those leaders. And I said, why us? I mean, why are, there's, all, there's a lot of great churches around America. And this is what he said to me. He said, I want to bring them to a place that has experienced pain and has overcome adversity. I want them to see what a church looks like that has walked through the valley of the shadow of death and gotten over to the other side. And I want them to learn from a seasoned church about what it means to walk faithfully with the Lord, not just during the good times, but during the dark times. And so we're, we're now going to be the, the North American hub for the 24-7 prayer movement, and that's going to be something that will expand and grow in the years to come. But I'm asking you, as New Life Church, would you come and be a part of those weekly prayer meetings with me? So another thing that happened that, that I wanna share with you is about the congregations. A lot of you are aware that New Life North is one of eight congregations in town meeting in six locations, speaking three different languages. So years ago, about 10 or 11 years ago, we, we realized that we can't reach the city with one location, we can't. In fact, the number one reason that people won't come to New Life North, which is this location, is they say it's too Big. They say it's too big. I've heard that, I mean, I've, I've heard that a thousand times. So I said, okay, if that's the problem, if we can't reach people because of the assumption that this is a big church, then let's start smaller churches around the city. And we did that. Now, 20 years ago, the first congregation that we started was a Mandarin-speaking Chinese church. And they meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the World Prayer Center. Right now, there's a group of Mandarin-speaking Christ followers in the World Prayer Center, and they've been meeting over there for 21 years. Now, so when everybody was fussing about China and fussing about the Wuhan lab, these people were over there praying with the underground church in China. They weren't cursing China, they were praying for China. That's been going on throughout the pandemic. I don't know if you know that, but the underground church in China actually shipped to us thousands of face masks at the beginning of the pandemic. And they did that because we have been faithful to pray with them. And so they collected thousands of face masks that were made in China, shipped them over to us, and we distributed them to all the schools. That was from the underground church in China. And that was because of the, that, that congregation that's meeting right now in the World Prayer Center. And then about 10 and a half years ago, we launched New Life Downtown. Pastor Glenn Packiam, Pastor Jason Jackson. They have about 800, 900 people meeting every Sunday at Palmer High School in downtown Colorado Springs. In fact, this week, we just put a letter of intent on a piece of property that we're exploring as a permanent location for New Life Downtown. There's some amazing things that are about to happen in that congregation. And then we started New Life Friday night. Not, not long after that, Pastor Daniel Grothy began leading a congregation that meets on Friday night in the, in the, uh, in the theater, right down the hallway there. And about six to seven, 800 people on a Friday night gather. So, if you're wanting to go out for the weekend, you know you're gonna miss church, come to Friday night. That's why we did it. And it has grown and expanded and Pastor Daniel does an amazing job leading New Life Friday night. And then we also have New Life Manitou. Now let me just tell you about this. 
Manitou Springs is one of the most unreached areas of our, of our county, of our area. In fact, the churches there are not thriving and haven't thrived for 20 or 30 years. Joe Kirkendall and his wife Erica have lived there for almost 20 years. And we started New Life Manitou Springs and already it's about 120 people on Sunday. It's bigger than all the other churches in the town combined. It's a miracle what's happening in Manitou Springs. In fact, every Tuesday when we meet together as pastors, one of the things that we, we can't wait for Joe Kirkendall to tell us about some miracle, some crazy story that happened in Manitou Springs. People walking in off the streets, drug addicts, prostitutes, crazy stories, salvation stories every single week in Manitou Springs. And then if you remember about five years ago, maybe a little less than five years ago, we merged with a Spanish-speaking congregation and we were able to actually purchase that building, this building right here. This is, a, this is a building at Circle and Dell in the south part of town. We bought that building. It's about a thousand seat auditorium inside. Every Sunday, about 800 Spanish-speaking believers. And listen, I'm just gonna say this, okay? Pastor Jeremias and Pastor Anna are the best preachers at New Life Church. They are unbelievably strong. In fact, I, I love his preaching so much. I've invited him to come here and preach in March. He's gonna preach in Spanish and his wife Anna is gonna interpret in English. And I just promise you, all of you are gonna to wanna to go to Nueva Vida after you hear him. It's, he's anointed, it's powerful, it's unbelievable. And then we launched New Life East about three years ago, two and a half years ago. And that's uh, out at Grand Peak Academy, out the east part of town, not to be Captain Obvious, but it's in the east part of town off of Woodman, and that church is led by Andrew Arndt. It's fantastic, I love him. They're running about 450 people and two services every Sunday at nine and 11, and it's just thriving, it's just growing. And Pastor Andrew is the smartest guy at New Life, I just promise you, there's nobody smarter than him, he's just brilliant. And I love his preaching and it's doing great out there. And then, not last, but uh, just recently, in the last couple of years, we merged with another church and it's New Life Midtown. It was a former Antioch church. We've merged with them. It's at Austin Bluffs and Academy. About 250 to 300 people are there every single Sunday. And I love Jade and Christy Duncan. They're amazing leaders. And so in the last two years, what we've discovered though, with all these congregations, these are sons and daughters that we have sent out. I want you to think just for a moment, all the, all the 50 plus people in the room, Pam and I, uh, I'm 55 on Tuesday. Pam turns 30 in a week. She's very young. <laughs> See, we're actually the same age, but it's becoming very, very clear. I'm not aging as well. And so people think that she's about 15 years younger than me. She's only a year and a half younger than me, but I know that, the, 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 you know, never mind. So <laughs> you can tell it unsettles me. So, <laughs> so it, Pam and I, our kids now are 23 and 21. Abram's 23, he graduates college in May. Uh, Callie is 21, she will graduate college in December, which means this year I get a raise. I'm so excited. No more tuition checks that I have to write after this year. But what we are discovering in Colorado Springs, like you're discovering if you have grown kids, it's very expensive to buy a house here. And one of the things that Pam and I wanna do as our kids get older, is save some money so that when they get ready to buy their first house, it would, be, it would bring us tremendous joy, right? To help your kids get into their first house. That's what we want to do. I believe this is exactly what New Life North is called to do with these eight congregations, these other seven congregations, is to help them get into permanent space. So in the past two years, our congregations that rent space, 
have become vulnerable. COVID revealed to us how vulnerable. In fact, we had to change locations for New Life Downtown like three or four times. But we, we, they, they, they knocked us out of the high school because of COVID. Then we ended up, they ended up here for a while. Then we went back to a hotel downtown for a while. That got taken from us. So they've been nomadic. They have been all over the city trying to find a permanent spot. So as a parent, you would understand if your kids were going through that, as a parent, you would do everything in your power to get them into permanent space. And that's what the Lord has spoken to us. I believe it's time to establish our footprint in the city with permanent meeting spaces for each of these congregations. I believe New Life North, the 37-year-old New Life North, we have the resources in this room right now, in the room, to make sure that our children that we have sent out, these young men and women, who by great faith have gone out into our city to establish these other congregations, I believe we're supposed to use our resources at New Life North to buy permanent space so we can reach more people in our city. But we have a problem. We have some debt. Let me tell you what the Bible says about debt. And I've read this so many times and I, it's true. Proverbs 22 says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Now I have a lot of friends in the room that are in banking and I love you and I, think, I thank God for honest bankers, for good bankers, for people that work in finance. I just don't wanna be your customer much longer. I want you to be blessed. I want your household to flourish. I would just rather send money to Mary's home than to the local bank. I'd rather build properties, I'd rather establish churches than pay off debt. So when I came here in 2007, 14 and a half years ago, our church had $26 million of debt. In fact, the church didn't know about it. I, I'm the one that had to tell you. And I, I remember the day that I said, hey, by the way, we have $26 million of debt. Our monthly payment is $155,000 mortgage payment. And there was an audible gasp in the crowd. <gasps> I can remember the day as if it were yesterday. By God's grace, in 14 and a half years, we have paid off $16.5 million of debt. Today, we owe $9.6 million of debt here at New Life North. That's great, it's amazing. That, I don't know how that happened. Over a million dollars a year, we've paid off. I'm gonna say something that I have wrestled with all week long. In fact, I'm, um, I've, I've asked the Lord to give me permission not to say it, and the Lord keeps telling me, you have to say it. And I'm, so I'm gonna say it to the strength that the Lord gave it to me. But I believe our goal at New Life Church is to be debt-free at North this year. I believe the Lord has spoken to me that we're, we're supposed to pay off the $9.6 million of debt, not in five years, in 2022. I believe this is the year for us to be debt-free. And I know some of you say, well, Pastor Brady, I don't have $9.6 million. Well, some of you do. And I think all of us are supposed to do something. That's what makes these moments so beautiful. There are some of you that can write seven-figure checks, 10-figure checks. There are some of you can write big checks. I want us all to do something. In, in 32 years of marriage, Pam and I have always tithed. We've always given more than 10% of our income back to the church that we attend, always. For 32 years, by God's grace, we've always tithed back to the local church. And oftentimes it's been more than 10% because the Lord spoke to us to do that. That's what God's told us to do. 
And then there have been times probably 10, 12, 13 times in 32 years where the church that we were attending or serving would have special offerings and the Lord would speak to us. And Pam always has the higher number. She, we always pray together. And so whatever Pam says is the word of the Lord at our house because it's the higher number. So if, if in your home, y'all go your separate ways and pray and you come back with a number, whoever had the highest number is the one that heard the Lord. That's the way it works at my house at least, okay? Let me just say this too, okay? I have never regretted writing a sacrificial check when God spoke to me to write a sacrificial check. Now, if God doesn't speak to you, don't do it. If God says for, to do nothing, do nothing. But when God speaks to you to do something sacrificial, see, I've already asked you to do two sacrificial things today. I've asked you to sacrifice your time and come to a prayer meeting and now I'm asking you to sacrifice your, some of your finances to help us get out of debt so we can establish permanent locations in our city to reach more people. Those are sacrifices. It's difficult, but that's actually what discipleship feels like to me. When, God's, when God gets after me, when God wants to grow me, he calls me to sacrifice. Think about what God calls the church to do. He calls you to fast. Do anybody wanna do that? Nobody wants to skip a meal. And he calls us to pray. That's work. Showing up at noon, showing up at 7.30 is work. It's effort, it's discipline. And then to give sacrificially is, is, is difficult, it's not easy. But that's what discipleship feels like. That's what God calls the church to do. And so in 2022, I'm asking you as a church to be prayerful with me. You're not, you're not gonna hear me uh, manipulate you or pressure you. I'm just offering you an opportunity to be a part of what God's about to do at the church. So I'm asking you in 2022 to give over and above your tithes and let's leave a legacy. We're gonna call this our legacy offering, a legacy for the families that will follow us. And so in 2022, there's gonna be two Sundays that when we gather together, that we're going to receive legacy offerings in 2022. And I want you to write these dates down. I want you to pray about it. If you're, if you're a married couple, pray about it. If you're single, pray about it. So the first will be on Palm Sunday, April the 10th. Palm Sunday, April 10th, the Sunday before Resurrection Sunday. The Sunday, the reason I chose Palm Sunday is when Jesus came into town and announced that he was the Messiah here. And I believe that's when we were going to announce to our city that New Life Church is here to be a blessing. So Palm Sunday, April the 10th, and then on the first Sunday in December, on December the 4th, we're going to gather, and I'm, I'm speaking this out loud with trepidation in my heart, but it's with the faith the Lord's given me. I believe I'm going to stand here at the end of 2022 and announce to you that New Life North is debt-free. I believe I speak that, I believe that, I'm trusting for that. So I wanna to read to you a passage of scripture and then we'll be finished today, but every year between Christmas Eve and the New Year's, I go away for two or three days and I've been doing this for years and years and years. And when I go away, I ask the Lord to give me a word for the church. So this past year, I found myself on a piece of property in Arkansas that my friend owns. I was down there in the middle of the woods there was not another human being within three or four miles of me probably, and I was by myself alone. And the Lord spoke to me out of Isaiah 58. This is the word of the Lord that's gonna direct and guide us for this year. Isaiah 58 verse nine says, if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk on Facebook. I'm just reading the Bible to you here, okay? 
If you, in, in other words, if you'll make a decision to, do, to, be, to obey rather than get caught up in what the world's doing, the world's fussing, the world's arguing, the world's yelling at one another, that's not the church. We follow the Prince of Peace. Our words are more powerful than we imagine. So he says, if you'll do away with that, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, this is, listen, New Life Church, when New Life North is debt free, I'm gonna buy apartment. You know what I'm gonna do with the extra money? I'm gonna buy apartments for more single moms to come off the streets. That's, we're, gonna, we're gonna build church buildings. This is not to enrich ourselves. This is to do more work, to do more ministry. He says, if you'll do that, if you'll spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, he says, then, everybody say the word then. If you'll do that, he says, here's the promise. Here's God's promise back to New Life Church. And this is what excites me about this whole thing. This is why I'm so excited about this year. If you will do that, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. And the Lord will guide you always. And he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And he will strengthen your frame. And you, New Life Church, will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And I love this passage. I love verse 12. I've read verse 12 over you. I've prayed this over you for years and years and years. He says, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. And you will be called, New Life Church, a repairer of broken walls. How broken is our world right now? And the church is called to be the repairer of broken walls and a restorer of streets. I love this, streets with dwellings, not homeless people, not single moms sleeping in their cars. New Life Church is called to rebuild those streets where they're parked right now and to build apartment complexes so they can live there right now. That's what the scripture is saying to us. A restorer of streets with dwellings where people are living and are safe. So New Life Church, here's what I speak over you. This is the prophetic word I speak over all of you. We at New Life Church are going to spend ourselves on behalf of the hungry and the needs of the oppressed. If that's the kind of church you wanna be a part of, this is the kind of church we are. We're going to spend ourselves in the city for the sake of the city. And we're gonna spend ourselves on behalf of the hungry, the needs of the oppressed. We at New Life Church are going to be like a well-watered garden. In fact, I believe this is gonna be a, a year of the Lord's blessing. I can't guarantee what's going to happen in 2023, and I certainly can't guarantee what 2024 is going to be like. But I, I, I believe in 2022, there's going to be an outpouring of God's grace upon the church. Churches that have kept their eyes fixed on Jesus, who, who understand the mission that they've been called to, there's a blessing about to be poured out upon you and your house. And you're gonna be like, oh, it's gonna feel like 2022 that you're a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And here's the last thing. We at New Life Church are gonna rebuild the ruins. Our, church, our world is a mess right now. It doesn't take much of a prophetic imagination to see what's happening. The world's getting darker, the world is broken, but the church, this is the best hour of the church. It could be our finest hour. It could be the greatest hour of the church. And I believe we're called to rebuild the ruins and to raise up age-old foundations. And one of those age-old foundations at New Life Church is prayer meetings. 
And this is the word of the Lord. This is, this is the scripture the Lord used to give me clarity about what's happening right now in our church. We're called to prayer and we're called to the city. And I believe in the middle of all of that, that God's blessings are gonna be poured out upon you and your home, upon me and my home. And we are going to see a move of the Lord in 2022, unlike anything we've ever seen before. I speak that over you, I speak that over me, I speak that over our church. Would you stand with me this morning? I appreciate you letting me share like that. I know it felt more like a business meeting. My son, my 23 year old son said, Dad, that felt more like a business meeting. I said, it is, this is the business of the Lord. It's what God's doing at our church. Next Sunday, I'm gonna open the scriptures back up. I'll preach out of Exodus 34. I already have the scripture, my sermon mostly done for next Sunday. It was Exodus 34. So we'll get right back into the scriptures next week. We're gonna preach about God the Father for the next six or seven weeks. But today, I just wanted an opportunity to share with you, my church family, I love you. Pam and I feel blessed and honored to be your pastors. And I'm honored that the Lord has given us this responsibility. I'm grateful for it. I feel challenged by it. I, I, one, of the, one of the great prayers that Pam and I have had as we've gotten older is we don't, we don't get complacent. That we keep the fervor, the fire, the zeal in our heart for Jesus. And I, and I think the Lord's about to awaken a bunch of us in our 50s, in our 60s, in our 70s. It's a fresh zeal, a fresh fervor that's about to stir in all of our hearts. And I, I, I just pray that over you today. Can we just pray together? Can we just lift our hands for the Lord? And I want you to, I want you to just thank the Lord for his faithfulness in your life. In fact, I want to begin 2022 with gratitude, thankfulness. New Life Church, in the middle of a pandemic in 2020, the Lord was faithful. And last year, through pandemic and craziness in 2021, the Lord was faithful. And I have a strong suspicion that in the year 2022, the Lord will be faithful. And I'm just standing here before you as your pastor, I just wanna say how grateful, how thankful I am to all that Jesus is doing, all that He has done, all that He is doing, and all that Jesus will do, we are thankful. Last year, one of the songs that John Egan and the team wrote for our, the new worship project that's coming out is With Everything. This is one of my favorites of the, of the album because it gives you a chance to say to Jesus, everything, with everything, for everything, thank you, Jesus. We're gonna sing this. I, wanna, I, just, I would like a roar of gratitude to come out of the room today. I just want us to lift up our voices, let our gratitude rise to heaven. And in just a few minutes, Pastor Daniel's gonna come lead us to the table of the Lord. Let's sing this song and just tell Jesus how thankful we are for him today. Yet he 
stands in front of me, how good is he? Paints the canvas with a million stars. And still he holds my heart. Our Father in heaven, the light of salvation. The breath almighty before and behind me. Oh, how good is he? How good is he? Forgiveness isn't bound by circumstance. He's the God of second chances. How good is he? When a sinner's heart is all I have to bring, still he welcomes me. Thank you, Lord. How good is he?
Church, would you get your communion elements ready to receive? In the Gospel of John, the book starts, the first half of the book is called the Book of Signs. And in John 2, he turns the water into wine and it's off to the races. There's miracle after miracle after miracle, signs and wonders, and it's beautiful. But in John chapter 13, the book turns on a hinge from the book of signs to the book of glory. And you know what happens in John 13? Jesus is sitting at the table, this meal that we're about to receive. And he gets up from the table, he takes off his robe, he gets a bowl of water, he gets down on his knees and he washes the feet of his disciples. Which is to say we are most like Jesus when we are self-sacrificing. We are entering into the glory when we are laying down our strength, laying down our rights, getting up from the table and washing the feet of Colorado Springs. This is when we are becoming like Jesus. Today, Pastor Brady has called us to sacrifice our time and our energy in prayer to get into a rhythm of, of interceding and crying out for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done on the earth as it is in heaven. It's self-sacrifice. He's also called us to open up our hearts and to open up our pocketbooks and to lay our strength down for the good of other people. It's self-sacrifice. Jesus at the table shows us this is what the life of the kingdom looks like. And so today we receive the strength from Jesus to live this kind of life. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. Would you break that little wafer in your hands? He broke the bread and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. And as often as you do this, he says, remember. As we're receiving this bread from Jesus, what we're remembering is the life he's calling us to, to be broken for the good of the world. And so Jesus, we need you to feed us today so that we can live this kind of life. Church, you may receive the bread. On the same night, Jesus took the cup of wine and he said, this cup is the new covenant given in my blood and it's given for the remission of your sins. And church today, I give you the good gospel news. Your sins are forgiven you, you are clean. There is a new future for you, a new horizon and you may receive the cup today. Let's sing church, come on. Church, tomorrow morning, 7.30 a.m., World Prayer Center. Tomorrow at noon, World Prayer Center. This week, 
begins the eight prayer meetings a week, every day, Monday through Thursday. Join us, let's pray, let's, let's redig those wells of prayer that have been around here for so long. Now would you open your hands? I wanna speak the blessing of God over you and all of your people. And I want you to receive this today. I don't want you to just listen to it. I want you to actively open yourself up and say, yeah, God, I received that, I, I'll take that. Today I pray, may the Lord our God bless you. 2022, a year you could have never expected in all the right ways. May the Lord our God bless you and may he keep you from all the terror and all the fear and all the chaos and all the anxiety. May the Lord our God bless you and may he keep you. I pray that 2022 would feel like his face shining upon you. I pray that his grace would be new for you this year. Face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift his bright smiling countenance. God smile on your life. And may he grant you shalom, his peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, all of the wholeness of God. I pray that it would be yours and all of your people this year. And I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, amen. Can we give God thanks for what he's done here today in the house? I wanna invite our prayer team to come down. If you need prayer, we would love to agree with you. If you're new, come see us in Connect Central. Go from here in God's grace and peace and we'll see you this week in prayer. Much love.